This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So they're ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Currently, you can get free delivery on all orders over £40 and 10% of all online orders by using our code of TakesThatChance10. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And Moy stayed onside. Here's Mounier. 2 0 Huddersfield Town on the opening day of the Premier League. 1 2 wicket from the. Here's Moy, right footed. 1 0 Huddersfield Town. Lindelof misses his header. De Quattro's in. Round De Gea. 2 0 Huddersfield Town. 2 0 Huddersfield Town. Here's Zanka to turn it into the pass. Yes! Yeah. Welcome to Andy Takes That Chance to Warm Up Episode 2, the preview show that provides the side lunge until you feel that deep sweet burn in your groin. Coming up today, we preview the game against Wickham Wanderers, and in with me, the Stretchmaster General, Matt Shaw, opening his gate is Brady Frost, and performing the straddle squat is Chris Markham, all done socially distant, of course. Good evening, chaps. Evening, mate. Evening. Uh, right, okay, so just uh, a quick note just to say that the uh, Stoke and Wickham reviews will be covered in a, a live episode, which will be on Tuesday the 24th at 9.30pm, so I'll just say the date for uh, for those if you listen before or after the Wickham game, uh, so that will be up on Tuesday evening. Uh, so Wickham Wanderers, uh, Town never played uh, Wickham at Leeds Road, uh, one of the uh, little anomalies that I've picked up. Uh, indeed, our first meeting with uh, the chair boys was in the first game ever at the new stadium, or the Sir Alfred McAlpine Stadium, as it was known back then, in which Bick, uh, Bickham, Wickham beat us by one goal to nil on the 20th of August 1994. Uh, and then in the away game, completed a double in December. So uh, any points for uh, who got that opening goal 
at the stadium. Anybody remember? Simon Garner. Simon Garner. And uh, I've just said in the our other WhatsApp chat as well, he sent his son as a double agent to stop us from getting promoted in 2011 as well. Although I did quite like Joe Garner. He just never got the ball, never got the ball in the net. Uh, but anyway, so um, since then, since December 94, Town are unbeaten in eight matches, having won six of them, and indeed have won the last four. So uh, a memorable game for us to look back on is the last meeting between Huddersfield Town and Wickham in January 2012, where Town went down to Adams Park and won 6-0, uh, thanks to five goals in one game by this man, Jordan Rhodes. Okay, uh, Chris, you must have some uh, memories of that game down at Adams Park that night. Yeah, yeah, it was um, one of the better away days um, when I was when I was there. Obviously, it's one of those games where it, I think it was on telly, wasn't it? So it was one of the, I think they were hoping for a bit of a an upset. And obviously, when you get the first, was it Oscar Goldburn scored the first? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, from a header, from a corner, or something. We couldn't believe that. But um, yeah, and and then Jordan. Then that was that was when he was at his peak. Everything he touched turned to. Turned to gold that night, so yeah, it was a it was a really good one. Then the coach on the way back with those ones are always good. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brady, set the scene then. Wickham. So this is eight years ago. So we've not played Wickham since. So let's let us know how they've been doing since. I want to hear more about the coach trip. To be honest, Matt. But um, yeah, so so Wickham, um, they're twenty second in the table um, with eight points, but they're not here to make up the numbers. Um, they lost the first seven league games. And again, there was one point where people think, do they pick up a, a point at all? But they've got some respectable draws recently uh, against Watford and and Brentford. Uh, just just gone this Saturday. And they've beaten uh, Birmingham Wednesday. Um, heading into this game, they've actually only lost one match in their last five. And for me, this is exactly the type of team Huddersfield don't really want to play. I'm sure we'll touch on it later, but... Um, the kind of change in form is down to really Adebayo Akinfen, where the striker, um, he's coming to the side and kind of giving them that focal point they've been missing. Um, he's not, again, we'll talk about it briefly, but he's a bit of a disruptor um, in style of play and he'll unsettle the defence and obviously he's a bit of a, well, he's a great character off the pitch as well. Um, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, I spoke to George from the Wiccan Way, who again, we'll hear earlier. He Made no bones about it, really. They're happy to play Route 1 football and defend deep. If you look at their possession, I had a quick look at um, their possession in their home games this season. They're averaging 36%. So, again, it's going to be another game where they soak up pressure um, and Town have to break them down. So, it's going to be a, a difficult game, as I'm sure you two will go on to explain. Yeah, so the strengths and weaknesses of Wickham. So, Brady, you've given us a good a good heads up there from from. My perspective, looking at this, Wickham looked like a, a physical side who, who will sit in that low block and play very direct from both fullbacks. Uh, lots of energy in the side to press. Uh, Town typically don't like that. We saw against Stoke on Saturday that anybody that presses us in that uh, defensive midfield region, uh, Jonathan Hogg and both Carol Lighting struggled when when pressed by a number 10. And, and Wickham have been lining up in a 4-3-2-1 system. So two, almost effectively two number 10s, if you like. Bit of a Christmas tree formation, if you remember Terry Venables' England side back in 1994-5, around that time. Uh, so yeah, Town have a bit of a tendency to get bullied, I would imagine. You know, second balls in particular, we saw against Stoke. Uh, we did struggle with that. We conceded uh, twice off second balls against Stoke, and that's Wickham's game. Um, but Wickham uh, will pack the middle of the park, I would imagine, and Town will perhaps struggle to break through, and then Wickham will look to sort of knock it long and feed Akinfenwa and uh, and play off of him. But I'd be interested to know how you'd see that as well, Chris, from what you've seen. How would you uh, look at Wickham and how they 
will set up and how will they look to hurt us in particular? Yeah, I think they're going to, like like you both say, it's no, it's, you don't get any prizes for saying that they're going to sit deep and that there will be a long ball team, direct physical. And I think that's pretty obvious. I think one thing, though, you can fail to realise is that just they've had the, by far the lowest possession in the league this season, but they aren't bottom of the league for shots per game. Uh, they've had more shots than Stoke, Reading, there's two teams, there's a few more as well. So the idea that this is going to be a... Um, an easy game if there's any town fans out there uh, you know thinking that right this is Wickham if we don't win here it's trouble it's going to be hard this you know it's a, um, Watford and, and Brentford are, have, have only picked up points against them real, uh, recently so they'll have some good um, momentum behind them and they'll have that good team spirit at the moment which on a Tuesday night at home you know it's not going to be the best of, best of weather on the start so it is going to be a really tricky game um, the other thing that I feel we've not mentioned and we'll maybe come on to, I know we will in a moment, is the set play element. The set plays in and around the box, set plays, uh, corners, through, everything's going to be going in there and it's going to be a massive effort, you know, even that, that they'll really uh, be playing for set plays and it's, it sounds like a cliche, but but they absolutely will. So for me, um, yeah, that's it's a team not to underestimate. Um, they are going to sit behind the ball and soak it up, but... Um, one, one interesting thing, I had a look at a few of the goals conceded. When they do commit bodies forward and do play direct, there is off, strangely, they, they can be exposed on the counter-attack. Um, it's not often, but when you do get those opportunities in this league, they'll get punished more. And I think that earlier on in the season, they were getting punished more for those committing bodies forward, whereas maybe they didn't last season in League One. So be interesting to see how they go. Um the other thing I don't subscribe to, finally, is that if we get an early goal, it'll be a walkover. Obviously, I hope we do get an early goal and it is a walkover, but I think there'll be a team that's comfortable to be behind. I think other than a 5-0, I think they lost to Blackburn. Every game's been tight. So even if we go up early, I don't think it's going to fold. I think there'll be a team that's happy to almost play for goal difference, play to keep it tight and be happy if they nick something. So it's going to be a really interesting one, I think. Um, really interesting if... Uh, if obviously it's um, depending on how everything pans out, weather-wise and fitness, fitness for a few few of the town players. So, in terms of uh, key players, then, so we're looking at um, players that will make a difference for Wickham on the night, and I think we picked out the same one, didn't we, uh, Chris? But I've picked out a separate one as well. So you mentioned set pieces, and there's a man who sits on the set pieces who who does have a, a bit of a to quote cliches, you know, a, a wand of a left foot, if you like, isn't there? Yeah, I think Joe Jacobson is a player who is, you know, he comes out, I think he's uh, just quickly looking there. He's he's um, fifth highest crosser in the league and that's from open play. And then he's got the the second highest amount of shots created from free kicks. And obviously he's, he's in the top 20 for uh, shots created from crosses, uh, from corners as well, sorry. So he really is, I mean, he's, he's someone who, when we had a, in the recruitment, we just got into the championship and when we were looking at recruiting and some of this stuff, obviously you, you do your scouting reports and you also do your data analysis. And uh, he's one that always came up near the top of the left back for, from a creativity point of view. We just got into the championship at that stage, so he certainly wasn't someone, but he's someone always at the top of those lists when you look at these players who create from from wide areas. Um, he can be got at going the other way. He's certainly not the best defender by any means and a bit wooden, but he's really become a bit of a talisman for him. He's been there a while now and and takes he took the pens at one stage and all sorts. So he's um yeah, he's he's gonna be a real key for me. Um both both ways going going forward and coming back. Yeah, so he scored twelve goals last season in uh, in a shortened wow. league one season as well. So 
three mm-hmm. assists, 12 goals, three assists. Um, uh, he sits second as well in the most key passes made by a left back in the championship, which shows you, you know, that he's, he is a threat going forward. Uh, but also, yeah. you know, every every person who has a strength also has a weakness, and he is the most dribble pass left back in the championship this season. So that's obviously maybe a route yeah. that uh, we can exploit. So a player that I've also picked out, I saw him very briefly, admittedly, for Peterborough last year. Uh, he's playing centre-back at the minute called Josh Knight uh, on loan from Leicester. I think he's a decent player, and maybe one town should keep an eye on going forward, as well as uh, Dewsbury Hall from, from Luton. I think I still think that's a perfect player for us. Um, but yeah, he's, he's he's a talented centre-back, you know, uh, good with his feet, uh, you know, good size on him as well. Uh, and Scott Kashkat uh, as well, hard-working forward, you know, might not look the most talented, but when uh, Huddersfield have the ball in, in that defensive third, he's going to be the one pressing and trying to cause errors and, and trying to disrupt things for us and trying to disrupt the flow. So they do have players that can uh, can hurt us. Um, strengths and weaknesses of town as well, Brady. Uh, we're looking at, you know, in general and related to Wickham, uh, how do we combat a Wickham side, you know, who maybe will sit deep and uh, and make it difficult and put bodies in both boxes? Yeah, I, I think, um, I think again, even though they're going to sit deep, I think this is where our pace uh, comes into it, the pace from our strikers. Um, again, we'll kind of come on to formations, but, you know, I think and Benza, he's quick in behind, you know, so is Karan. I think that's where we'll kind of get get forward. I also think um, we saw how good Iting was when he was a bit further forward against Stoke. And I, I think he kind of, you know, we initially thought it was going to be a six when he's brought in, but I actually wonder if he is the, the answer a bit further forward in the midfield. So I think that's where we can get him. I think in terms of weakness for us, I mean, if I was Gareth Ainsworth, um, looks like De Haney's going to play it right back again, perhaps Stearman. Um, I'm putting uh, Adebayo and Fenway in between that space because he, he'll cause havoc and I don't think either of them had particularly good games at Stoke um, and uh, yeah I just Casket as well like you say he kind of causes a bit of havoc himself and picks off you know off uh, Fenway. so yeah I think I'm a bit I'm a bit concerned about that because you know we've got we've talked about it before but you can you can kind of take the stats out of it, but we we have quite a small team, and like Chris said, set pieces are key for them. You know, going long is key for them, and I think this is actually a, a real, um, a real like banana peel of a game for us, really. What do you think, Chris? What do you think? How do we combat Wickham, and how do we get around that sort of defensive low blocker in a potentially blustery, wet Adams Park? Yeah, one thing I've seen when they when they are defending that low block doesn't mean that they're they're not the best organised and structurally best low block. To be fair, uh, there's, there are better ones out there. They probably make up for it with their sort of tenacity and, and and other bits rather than being like structurally sound. If you like, you can actually get if you if you play quickly against teams like that. When I've looked at some of the goals and chances conceded from other teams, just at obviously high level, not as much as. The, as the team will have done but in terms of if you move it quickly and get the ball out into wide areas they've conceded quite a lot of goals when it's been switched quick one and two touch play and then crosses into the box and actually for a, a team that's come up from League One that good at defending uh, defending crosses so um, I think wide areas strangely getting getting balls into the box just as they're going to do but if we work it into better areas and don't just cross from anywhere then I think that could really cause some problems uh, So key players for us then moving into this game who do, who are you looking to to uh, to make the difference in in this specific game? So I'll I'll go with you first, Chris, because I went Brady first last time. Yeah, um, I'm going Pereira, um, keeper. 
if he does play, I've seen something uh, potentially, and I think it was one of the Match Plus Summit saying that he might not do um, from a mental perspective how he recovers from the other day. He's going to be massive. Like, look, they're going to load the box. If I was them, I, I would be taking every corner, every free kick, every cross. Every time I got an opportunity to put the ball in the box, I'd be getting it in on top of him. He needs to have a demanding game and he's going to have to soak up a lot of, maybe not shot stopping, but certainly going to have to soak up a lot and take some pressure off the off, off the back four, particularly the centre-backs. Uh, I'll go next, Brady. Uh, yeah, so the, the key player for me is going to be Carol Lighting. If they sit deep, uh, you know, Stoke did from time to time sit deep on Saturday and um, I think, you know, it's okay having pace in the side. It's okay getting wide, but it's difficult to get use that pace when somebody's sat in a low block because it's much more, you know, you've got less space to get behind. And I think Carol Lighting, someone like him, is going to need to have a bit of a commanding game in the middle of the park and, and dictate the play and, and, and find those angles to get people in. And looking at a few things for him, currently, surprisingly, is, is an 84% pass accuracy is, is Carol Lighting. And you look at that and you kind of go, oh. but when you think more about that, he's making more risky passes than, you know, say Jonathan Hogg, who's the best, technically the best short passer in the championship or the most accurate at the minute. And uh, Carol Lighting's actually seventh in that list. Um, so, you know, that's an interesting an interesting thing to look at when he's someone who's going to take more risks and trying to move the ball forward quickly. So, for me, Iting is uh, is the person who um, who I'm looking for to make the difference. Brady? I can see why you jumped in there, Matt. Cause I knew you were going to pick him. I had, but, I had a backup um, as well. You can have my backup if you want. No, no. Well, I'm going to say... Um, I'm going to say Lewis O'Brien, actually. I think his... Um, you know, I think his his kind of tenacity and like Terry, like you know, never stops running is going to be key. I also think, you know, you talked about Iting progressing the play and making those kind of killer passes. Uh, Brian is capable of that. You know, I think of the Preston game when he set it on on a plate for Campbell, uh, although there was a bit in behind, and I think he'll he'll really need to take the take the game by the scruff of the neck. I think since he's come back from injury, I think he's actually been quite good defensively, but he's not been able to kind of uh, progress the play forward a bit more, but I think he's played a couple of games now. He's coming into form, and this might be a good game for him actually to to make his mark. My back I think the other one maybe that we've missed. I mean, the other one that we maybe missed, and I was hoping if I didn't go first, and someone said mine, but and Benz is going to be massive. Two reasons, obviously, we've said you can get past Jacobson for fun, hopefully, and deliver some good ball quality in the box and getting good areas, threatening behind like he has been doing recently, but also to double up with Dehaney and try and stop Jacobson going the other way. We'll see, obviously, one of the criticisms of these wingers with the Akabian himself has been that defensive work rate. And um, if they don't get that right, it'll be a long night. So, And Benz is almost like a side note for me. Interesting. Josh Karoma might not be fit for the game, so we may see uh, potentially uh, Adama Diakabi on the other flank. And, you know, those two, um, those two pace-wise, you know, definitely... Uh, could be interesting on the counter-attack if we get that right. Uh, so a new feature. So we've got a, a new feature whereby we'd, uh, which is your suggestion, Chris, whereby we uh, bring a player back from history to play in this game. Um, we've come up with some names in WhatsApp and a few a few of them are incredibly dodgy. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to throw it out to you guys. So what would you like this feature to be called? So the premise of the feature is that it's a player that comes back, you can bring back from whenever, uh, to play in this game as a one-off uh, to make the difference to Huddersfield Town. Uh, today, I've sus I'm suspecting that we've maybe picked all three, in, or all three of us have picked the same player, should I say. 
Uh, right, Brady, uh, who have you picked to uh, make the difference in this game? Right, I'm really intrigued uh, to see your guys' picks, but we've got backup. But I'm gonna if I'm going first, I'm gonna go for the 16-17 season, and I'm gonna go for Izzy Brown. I think he. Uh, I was debating between him and Smith Rowe, um, uh, but I think just kind of remembering and, and catching up on some of his highlights, he's a lot stronger than Smith Rowe, and he can kind of hold off the ball. And again, he can ride the challenge a bit better, but he also has the quick feet to get out of trouble. Um, wide pick, pick him for this game in particular against Wickham he's not afraid to have a shot from distance you know he scored a couple of goals from outside the box last season and I don't think we really have anyone like that and again he can pick those kind of killer passes but um, he's not afraid to have a go and I think especially when a team defends deep you, sometimes you do need one from outside the box to go in um, so yeah Izzy Brown interesting we're not we don't have all the same well, let's hear yours uh, mine's obvious. Mine is Jordan Rhodes. Uh, it's a congested penalty box. Nice. Um, I, I see us putting cross after cross in, you know, trying to get the fullbacks in particular, trying to put crosses in. Uh, there's one man in a congested penalty box that you want, uh, and that for me is Jordan Rhodes. Uh, when, we talk, when we talk about players, we're not talking about that player today. We're talking about the player from in the, the year. So yeah, 2012, yeah. Jordan Rhodes. Is we better one. be because mine's my, my, my not going to be any good tomorrow. <laughs> uh, yeah, so 2012 Jordan Rhodes. I, I did have a, a backup and my backup, just in case Brady went for Rhodes, was Craig Maskell. Um, he was the one. Oh, wow. I was, I was, it was a toss up nice. between him and Duncan Shearer. But uh, I never actually got to see oh, Duncan wow. Shearer because I'm not, not that old, thankfully, just yet. But Craig Maskell was one of the very first. Don't, don't use them all. Don't be telling us all your picks. No, well, I might bring them back in a, in a week. I'm sure not that many people <laughs> listen that carefully to me so I'm sure I can get away with it but um, yeah so Jordan Rhodes for me Fox in the congested box is my uh, is my reasoning what about you Chris? Cozzy what, what's your favourite away day Matt it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham just old school stadium you're right near the pitch great atmosphere but there's nothing like playing at home same goes for McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery you in order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them. Honestly, if you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, obviously, back it really relates back to my pick um, for who I thought would make the actual difference for us um, tomorrow's game. I said, obviously, the keeper. So I'm going with a keeper from a bit further back than you guys tall and demanding um, commanded the box and he's not Scott Bevan <laughs> um, I'm going Nico Varson um, obviously someone who obviously remember um, his debut obviously after everything improved from that after he got sent off so early into it but I thought he was always someone who would look to dominate he was tall he had a good presence about him in the box I think that commanding the box is going to be that important tomorrow um, that you're going to need somebody to come out and, and really take command and take the pressure off the defence at, at times and organise things well from set pieces and, and almost be that be that leader. So, yeah, I'm going back um, back to the Belgian. What's your favourite Nico Vassen moment? I've got a couple. 
got a couple of memories oh, wow. from Nicol Vassa. One in particular was, was fantastic. And that's when uh, 98-99 season, we're away at Valley Parade. And uh, we uh, we went 1-0 down and Bradford were overwhelming favourites. We were on an absolute slump under Jacko. We, we we'd started up quite high in the league and just dropped slowly down and uh, went to Valley Parade. And obviously we didn't want them to get promoted to the Premier League. And it was about trying to put a little bit of a stop to to them getting above their station, if you like. And uh, they went 1-0 up, looked very good. Robbie Blake, excellent player, you know, back then as well. And uh, and then all of a sudden we scored three goals in about a space of 20 minutes at Valley Parade. It just absolutely turned on its head. And then slowly Bradford City came back into the game, back into the game. Nico Vassen was, was strong during that. And then towards the end, Simon Baldry handballed in the box and it's a penalty, 10 minutes to go. And not only does Dean Wind, you know, Dean Windass wasn't popular with Huddersfield fans anyway, because I think Bradford gazumped us to, to sign him in the first place. But yeah. he's, he stepped up and whacked it, and Nico Vassen pulls off. And it's it's like David Seaman in Euro 96, isn't it, with the elbow? And it's an amazing save because Windass absolutely rattles it. And then, um, it, it, actually, he shouldn't have been on the field either because he actually he actually elbowed Windass and almost knocked him out about five minutes previous to that when Bradford got their second. So he was a, a hero on two levels on that one. And the other one was, uh, for anyone was th- that was there, we'll remember a 3-2 at home to Bolton Wanderers. I think that season or the one before, we'll, we'll remember Nico Vassens. Uh, I think he was he the keeper um, when we beat Chelsea in the cup as well? 99, yes, he was, yeah. Yeah, Kenny. Was it, was Kenny, it Kenny Irons? Irons? Yeah, Kenny Irons with the uh, the yeah. rasper from twenty five yards. Yeah, I was there then. That was a that was a good night. Yeah, good night. Uh, but yeah, so we'll 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 move on. So uh, so we've had Nico Vassen from Chris. We've had uh, Jordan Rhodes from me, and from uh, Brady we had Izzy Brown. So let us know what you think on the socials as well. Who you'd like to bring back? Um, I think it's got a little bit of potential as this feature. So uh, thanks for that. And uh, speaking of potential, uh, earlier. Today, Brady caught up with George from uh, the Wickham Way, and here's what George had to say on the upcoming game from the opposition fan perspective. Okay, so I'm now joined on the line by George from the Wickham Way. Uh, Thanks for coming on, George. That's quite all right. Thanks for having me. No, no problem. So you talk, obviously your account's called the Wickham Way. So, George, what is the Wickham Way? Uh, The Wickham Way is a site I run on Twitter uh, for Wickham fans. It gives uh, news updates, score updates during the game and just overall Wickham content for Wickham Wonders fans on Twitter. Cracking. And in terms of your style, what do you see Wickham style as? It's it's very Route 1 up to uh, Akinfenwa. It's uh, it's always been that way. Um, it's, it's never really been a game on the floor. It's always been up in the air. We get handed foot by opposition fans quite a lot. But it's a football we all enjoy watching. Well, you know, fair enough. It, you know, there's a <laughs> if it gets results, which it clearly has, then it's not an issue, is it? So, speaking of those results, I wanted to talk a little bit more about um, your manager Gareth Ainsworth. I mean, he's got a lot of praise recently, and rightly so. Can you tell us a little bit more as a fan about the job he's done, and you know how well he's liked by the fans? I mean, to, to give it justice, you've really got to go back to when he took over in 2012. Um, you know, we were struggling at the foot of League Two, faced with a possible relegation and then probable liquidation if we'd gone down that season. He turned it around, stayed up on the last day at Torquay, and since then it's just been a, a gradual uh, rise up the leagues. Uh, from the promotion from League Two, I mean, that was a, a shock enough. No one was expecting that one. And then two years later, to uh, go up to the championship, it still seems very surreal. 
every game feels like a cup game and the job he's done on limited um, resources. You know, he hasn't really got a budget to work with, to compete with other clubs. But it's just all about the togetherness in the squad. Um, I don't think there's many teams in the EFL that have what we have in the dressing room. And it, and it does carry you a long way as it shows on the pitch. No, definitely. I mean, I, I saw the scenes last season when, when you won the playoff final. Like You could really sense that dressing room um, vibe. It was kind of similar to when we, we got promoted to the Premier League, actually. Um, so... In regards to the, we touched on the style, um, what are you kind of expecting from the from the game on Tuesday against Huddersfield? I suppose it all depends on the the lineup he puts out. It always does every week because if obviously if Akin Femmer's playing up front, then you are going to get that route one style of football, the long balls up to him, and then him winning lockdowns for the the wide players to play off him. Um, but when Akin Femmer does play, he often does take up two defenders on his own, which gives players like Horgan and Cash get the space to work in around him. Um, I mean, we've got Dom Gate back from injury as well this week, a uh, defensive midfielder. So that's really important, having next to Curtis Thompson, who's really excelled in the midfield this season so far. Um, but there's other game plans as well. Uh, you can have Samuel up front, who doesn't like it in the air, but is the same sort of player as Akin Fenwa, holds it up to bring others into the game. Um, so, I mean, it really does depend on the lineup. I know that's uh, easily said and done. But. Um, yeah, if like Femmel plays, you get that long ball up top. If Samuel plays, you get it on the floor, but still the hold up. But then if you put uh, Kashkut through the middle, then you're going to get it quick, zippy on the floor with balls in behind to chase. Yeah, and we, we're talking about results. Obviously, you kind of touched on it in the, the match preview you did for us. Um, but it didn't start the best, but you've, you've really picked up some, some good points recently, most notably um, this weekend, actually, against Brentford. Do you think it suits Wickham to play against teams? Because Huddersfield, a bit like Brentford, will want to dominate possession, want to dominate the ball. Do you think that kind of plays into Wickham's hands? Absolutely. Um, if you look at the stats, we've never been the team to dominate possession. I think last season, League One, uh, it had the stats on average possession. I think Wickham were bottom. Uh, long balls forward, we were top. You know, stats like that, we don't like having the ball. As soon as we get the ball, it's how high up the pitch can we get quickly. Um, and then I suppose we do have a, a high press as well so let the other team have the ball in their own half and then uh, can you press them can we get the ball back and then it's uh, often quick counters uh, whether that be long balls or balls over the top it's um, the same thing and yeah Brentford did like having the ball we combated that well and the defence has really grown to be uh, solid in recent weeks so even when we haven't had the ball nice and compact with no gaps in between which we uh, often gave in the first few weeks of the season I think the game against Blackburn, far too many gaps in the midfield and we were punished for it. But recent weeks, definitely the defensive midfield have uh, closed those gaps nicely and we look, a, we look a real good championship side now. No, no, I'd agree. You've, you've really come on in such a short space of time. And I suppose the game against Huddersfield, how, how do you see the game going? You know, what, what's kind of your prediction? I'm just hoping we can take our recent form into the game. Uh, I think one defeat in five is good form for any promoted team, um, especially a club of our size. You know, we'll keep touching on it. We are a small club. Um, in the Championship, it is a, it's a it's, yeah, deep water. Um, but I'm yeah, hoping we can carry on in that form and um, take from the, the point at Brentford uh, at the weekend. That was a good point. I think we even had chances to win the game. And then if we go back to the, the win away at Birmingham, you know, they dominated the first 45 minutes. I think we were lucky to go in only at 1-0 down. 
and then in the second half it'll be a fighting performance to come away with a win. And and I'm I'm expecting the same sort of performance against Huddersfield. Expecting Huddersfield to obviously have the ball, but then uh, I think Wickham will uh, really put up a fight, and uh, hopefully we can get a point all three out of the game. Yeah, and um, I think I, I'm a bit worried about this game, George. I've got to be honest, because uh, I think this is exactly the type of team we don't want to play. Um, so I'm going to have to push it for a score prediction. What do you think the score is going to be? I mean, I've always got to back Wickham. Uh, I am fairly confident. I'm expecting a draw at least, hoping for the, the three points. I'm just going to go safe, and I'm going to go for a 2-1 Wickham win. Nice, nice. Well, uh, yeah, you got back your team. Um, I mean, I hope you're wrong, but um, <laughs> yeah. But um, no, that's great. Thanks so much for coming on, George, and uh, best of luck for the rest of the season for Wickham uh, after the game, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. No problem. Okay, guys, so George has had his say. It's time to have ours now. So um, this is my new feature now, and this is You're the Coach. So it's not as exciting as yours, I'm afraid, Chris, but... You're the coach. I give you the Chris Powell cap to put on, you know, the uh, the uh, New Balance and Chinos of Carlos Corberan, you know, tight, skinny Chinos. <laughs> and um, I want you to predict or tell me what the starting lineup is going to be and give me a prediction for the game. So uh, we'll start with you. Uh, who wants to start? Brady, you've, your lips are moving Brady, already. Yeah, Brady, yeah, Brady. I was going to say, you're not giving Chris a, a top letter, so he's going to be shirtless. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you know all about that, don't you? Well, yeah, not all too well, unfortunately. Um, I I think we'll at three five two. Um, I think Schindler, Star, and Stearman, again, um, they're going to be kind of causing havoc. I talked about Akinfen, where I think we kind of need a bit of height and a bit of, you know, people who are up for it. Um, again, I I have Dehaney as right back. I don't think he had a particularly good game, but I don't really think we have any options I know Edmunds Green can play there but um, I feel he's, he's better at centre back to be honest then I'd have a midfield of Iting, Hogg and O'Brien I think you can I'll kind of touch on it but I think for me at the moment Bakuna I think Bakuna could do quite good in, quite well in this game but I think it's as a super sub then again Toffolo Toffolo's kind of your wing back um, if Karoma's not not fit um, I did have him initially in this, but I think I'd play him Benza and then probably Campbell. Again, I know Campbell, again, isn't a prolific goal scorer, but I think he what he does for the team is, is good. Like, you know, drawing the fouls, winning, using his experience. And I think that might be key in this game. And again, um, subs, I think Bakuna, like I say, I think he can make a real impact off the bench. Just give him kind of a free roll, depending on how the game's going. And um, again, bring a ward. I think um, it's a, biggest call is a keeper. But, you know, for me, Pereira has to start if Hamer's not fit. Um, just because he had one shocking game. Like, you know, he needs to play into form. And, you know, he's played for the B team, whereas Schofield hasn't played as much as him. Um, I, did you want my score prediction now? Yeah, or. I am going to be confident with this one just because we've got Borough at the weekend and I'm not confident about that. But I, I think we're going to uh, win this 2-1. I think quality is going to, going to win uh, against uh, a team defended for the lives. Chris? Yeah, I'm not going to go into as many uh, details as that, I don't think. I'm going to go for, I think we'll stick with the back four um, again. Um, I can see your reasoning 
you know, definitely this week for the back three. I think maybe uh, Shindy comes in for Stearman. I think they'll make a change there, or certainly within the, one of the back t- uh, centre backs, just to freshen it up. So obviously, a lot of games going to be coming up between now and Christmas. Um, like you say, it may be Bakuna, but I think if uh, Iting had had such a good game and been so influential the last couple of games, this is one Bakuna might have come in for. But I'd maybe stick uh, with the midfield three as it was. I'd play Wardy. Um, I think he would. I think this would be the sort of game he'd really um, excel in. Obviously, make his his full debut second time round. His energy may be a, a bit fresher, uh, and obviously, I think his his skill set is he really underrated in the air, Wardy. And having seen um, seeing what they're like, I mentioned earlier, the defending crosses. I think Wardy could be dangerous from that. Um, so yeah, I'd have Wardy in. Um, like I said, I think Benza will be important. So I'd stick. I'd play Benza against Jacobson. Um, my prediction is going to be again really tight. I think it. I think we'll hopefully we'll edge it one nil. Um, they've they've obviously come into a bit of form, but they've still only scored three in the six home games. So we and we've scored in our last five away games. So I think we'll score. I think it'll be one nil, and I think it'll be a, a really good one nil if we manage to get it. Matt. Okay. Yeah. So what I would do. So in my team. Uh, I'm, I look at the goalkeeper and I, I look at Pereira and taking out Pereira's game against Stoke, I would always go with Schofield anyway because Schofield is our goalkeeper and he's someone that we've got an eye on as, as our number one for the future. So if Schofield's 100% fit and he's, and he's and Carlos Coburn's happy with the minutes that he's played, then I, was, I would always go for, for Ryan Schofield. But if not and, there's, and he's not up to speed, then uh, Pereira it is. Uh, so one of the... Um, First changes I would make to freshen things up is uh, Stearman. Uh, I've stuck up for Stearman quite a lot this season. Um, I think he's had some some undue and un- unfair stick, but uh, lately he's a couple more mistakes are creeping in, and uh, I think that position might need freshening up just to take him out for a bit before bringing him back in. And Schindler would come back into partner Nabisar. Uh, Nabisar is going to be very key in this game, you know, aerially as well with with the size on him. Uh, Toffolo at left back as always, uh, and Jonathan Hogg in front of them. Uh, at right back, uh, I'll be honest, I'm not a big Dehaney fan. Uh, I'm not going to tear into him or anything, but if Edmonds Green is fit, I would go Edmonds Green at right back in a game like this. I think Romani could offer quite a lot uh, defensively uh, and going forward. Uh, but if he's not ready, then I might be tempted to throw Janino Bakuna in at right back. Uh, I realise that that could be a very risky move, uh, but he offers a lot of quality in terms of balls in from out wide as well. Uh, and he uh, plays that false fullback role really well where he comes in and somebody drifts out. So uh, I think Bakuna might be an option there, but that also might be an impact sub option as well, like they tried against Stoke. Uh, O'Brien and Iting in the middle, obviously, and Benza has to play for me at the minute. He's the winger on form in the last three or four games. Uh, Karoma, if Karoma's not fit, then it's probably we're lacking options, aren't we? So it's going to have to be Diakalbi if Karoma's not fit. Uh, and then Danny Ward up front is the other change for me as well. I think Ward... Again, he's probably not got the minutes under his belt, but everybody's flagging at the minute, even though there's been the international break. Um, Campbell's looked a little bit little bit off it the last two or three games. Uh, so, uh, again, freshen things up, put Ward in, uh, refocus Campbell and bring him on as a sub uh, later on in the game. So that's for me. Uh, Prediction-wise, again, I go with what Chris says. It's going to be a really tight game. Uh, it's, it feels almost like looking at December and the games coming up, it feels like this might be almost not a six-point or anything daft like that, but it feels like a game that we really could do with winning. 
And because it feels like a game that we could do with winning, I'm starting to, the negative thoughts are creeping in. So I'm actually going to go 2-1 to Wickham. I just don't think we handle the direct uh, direct balls, diagonal balls into the box very well in the second balls. And I've just worried of people picking things up off Akin Fenwa, uh, you know, and balls coming in from from that diagonal. Uh, but if Naby Sarr can get on top of him, uh, not literally or figuratively, figuratively, then uh, that should be the platform to to build from the back. So I'm going to go 2-1 Wickham, but obviously it could go, go any way, this one. Yeah, interesting. At least we've picked different scores this week. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and speaking of this week, that is it for this week. So uh, thank you very much for joining us for uh, another episode of The Warm-Up. Uh, get involved. Let us know how you think this game will go. Uh, and also remember as well, let us know what that uh, that feature should be called. We've got a couple of uh, a dodgy ones so far. You know, Terminator was, uh, was obviously one that was uh, rejected early on. Uh, so let us know what you guys think and uh, what we'll do. So we'll probably put the best ones to a vote uh, later on and then uh, and then pick it from uh, pick it from the vote. So uh, thanks for joining us and uh, and hopefully uh, we'll be we'll be back tomorrow night celebrating a uh, a three point victory. Oh what a night! Late in May in 2017, Schindler scored. It was a happy dream. What a feeling, what a night Oh, what a night Wagner singing, we are Premier League The greatest sight in George's Square did see What an evening, what a night Got a funny feeling when he walks and a fence and then the commentator yelled he takes that chance Oh what a night Lost so safe and mesmerizing me Low low charge and flattened all Chelsea Stanford Bridge, oh what a night Oh I, I got a funny feeling when he wore And a fence and then The commentator yelled he takes a chance Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. 
That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.